right? You were right. Good, everybody. Man. Where's teacher? Oh, she's back there with Tamman. You know, we always got all kind of names. I feel good in my spirit. Amen. I get to see y'all. I really love y'all, man. I really love you. Man. I have no expectations. I just love you. I got no condition why I love you. I just love you. I feel free. And I want to, I told you a lot of times as believers, we haven't really felt the full impact of God because we have all these boundaries and borders and hurts and distrusts, you know. So you can't feel the full effect of your liberty in God. Yeah, that's deep right there. I want the fullness of him. I want just a little part. Oh, it just feels a little good. You know, I want the fullness of my creator. I'm designed and built that way. Man. That way I can serve him fully. Don't, don't y'all want to serve God? We were talking um, to some of the leaders in the back. I can share just a little bit before we get in. And, you know, I, I said, we're. This is not church. I'm the church. And I said, what we're doing is not church. And everybody said, you're doing church. We're not doing church. We're, we are the church, elder. No, what we're doing is the will of God. That's a big difference. Only the church can do the will of God. See, I'm. You're not doing church. You're not coming to church. You are the church. You're coming here because it's the will of God. Mm -mm -mm. I don't think we got the revelation of that. I'm loving you as the church, but it's the will of God. Everything is the will of God. Why you give birth to your children, why you have the womb, it's the will of God. Why I exist. It's the will of God. <laughs> my existence is the will of God. My relationships, my marriage, everything is the will of God. Everybody just get caught up on the church. I'm the church. We're the church. No, I'm the will of God. Jesus said, nevertheless, not my life, but his. Nevertheless, not my will, but his will. His will is that he would carry and bore the sins of a nation, of a world, of a creation. And say, I'm going to come and die for them. I'm going to do it. It was the will. He said, I only do what I see my father in heaven do. I do the will of God. So when you imitate God, you'd be in the will. You are the will of God. Oh, man, come on. The will of God. That's a deep thought. Hmm. That's a deep thought. You're not doing church. You are the church. I'm not going to church. I am the church. I'm doing the will of God. <laughs> Can it be that simple? No, if you do that, it'll change how you, that's right. It'll change your state of being. You're a human being. Being what? 
the will of God. I'm the will of God. Okay. Maybe that's enough for me. That's enough for me to know that I am the will of God. I'm not talking about a president of a nation or, you know, a Congress. I'm the will of God. The creator of all. I can do his will. Ooh, man, man, man. All right. Let me pray right quick. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless you in this place today. I give you glory. I give you honor. I thank you, Father, for this assembling tonight, Father, this congregation, Father, this community, Father. I thank you, Father, that your will will be done in each and every one of us in here tonight. I thank you that we can actually hear the will of our Father tonight, Father. I thank you right now, Father, that we can pray, Father, for the family members that were stricken down in New Zealand, Father. We can pray the will of God for those family members. I bless you. I give you glory. I exalt thee, Father. I extol thee. I magnify thee. I love thee. It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen and amen. My goodness. The will of God. Pray for those family members in New Zealand. Some people died, didn't know Christ. Mm. We got to pray for their family members. We can still pray. We don't pray to the dead, but we can pray for their families. Yeah? Oh, man. That should touch our hearts. I see it's always a moment uh, to pray for the will of God in this manner. You don't know how to pray? Pray the will of God. You want to pray? You, you don't read a book to learn how to pray. You pray. You don't read a book on how to pray. You pray. You pray. You want to learn how to pray? Pray. See, you'll pray when something enters into your heart. The compassion for a nation. Fallen people. I mean, you, that's when you'll pray. Mm. You don't pray from what you, you pray from what's in your heart. That's the area that you pray from. I told my wife, told me that a long time ago. I said, I want to pray like you. See, well, you got to get something in your heart. I didn't have the love of God in my heart. You got to have the love of God. You got to get that download. You need to be infected. By the prayer virus. Oh, it's a good infection. <laughs> okay. I don't think you can ever talk enough about prayer. Who would agree? This is how we commune with our Father. Oh. Two things I want to discuss today. I'm not sure. Let me see which way he wants to go. I want to talk about your body. <laughs> no, no, y'all don't want that one. Uh, but he, he gave me a scripture for that, so we're going we to hit that a little bit, right? <laughs> but can I, <clears throat> just everything in the world is corrupt. 
Y'all know that? Everything in this world is corrupt. Mm. Everything in this earth is corrupt. Would y'all agree? Our food is corrupt. Y'all eating GMOs? Y'all know the GMO food, they don't, it don't produce a seed. And God said everything's supposed to produce after its kind. It don't have a seed in it. But you're eating it. It don't have a seed in it. What you eating? What is, your, what is it doing to your body? Hmm? What's it doing to your body? Because your body was designed for seed. For everything to produce after its kind. Now they got labs that, that they want to, they call it flesh, but it's not flesh. They want to create animals that you can eat that have no flesh. I mean, they, they have flesh, but no seed in it. But you want to eat that. Look at that. Got an amen. That is wicked. Everything is wicked. Hmm. Somebody going off there. <laughs> I mean, come on, y'all. Everything. What's it doing to you? What's it doing to your body? I got a scripture for y'all, man. I got it. I love it. Holy Spirit always just, he just take you where you need to go, what y'all need to hear. A lot of things that we're not conscious of. Our water is toxic. I, I, I got the water filter. Yep, you got the water filter on your, on your faucet. Yep, but you don't have the filter on your shower. So that same murky, everything that's in your shower is still getting inside of you. So smart. I got one. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. Mm, mm. Oh, my goodness. I mean. We got one word already. Mm, mm, mm. Man. What was they say? It's um, bitter. The water has become bitter in the book of Revelation. Right? Chernobyl. That meant bitter. You know, in Russian, when the thing melted, that's what it means. It means bitter. Chernobyl. That means just... I'm going to do an extensive teaching on us. Where I'm going to walk us through the book of Revelation. But we can't walk through Revelation without doing Daniel. So we got, we got, some, we got a lot of Bible study to do. I'm going to break y'all to some new age, to the stuff where it was going in the age that we live in. This age that's passing away. Not tonight, but that's going to be an ongoing thing. Just something to look forward to, right? Don't go ahead. <laughs> okay. Some things that we need to know. A lot of times, as believers, we just exist, but we have no idea of the surrounding or the imminent danger that we are subjected to. Just in everyday, daily things that we do. Our air is full of nanobites, uh, chemtrails, and all kind of things. They did a sample um, in a study, and they did test the air, and it had blood in it. The air molecule. That you're breathing in. Better be sealed. <laughs> See, it's all designed to kill you. And the whole earth was filled with wickedness. That sounds wicked to me. Yeah? 
See how the church, we got to wake up. All right. I know the world is using that word awake, awake now. Okay, but the Bible said it. Wake up, old sleeper. Before, okay, it got to be cliche. Our soils. Have y'all did the survey? Maybe you didn't, but have y'all read what, you know, um, what's it called? Um, Roundup. Have y'all read what's going on with Roundup? You know, stuff you spray to kill in and everything. It's all kind of lawsuits. See, I got some people that are woke. But it does get in your food. It gets everywhere. But you are digesting it. I mean, pestilence. The Bible talk about it. Our soil is filled. We never let the soul, we never let the land rest, like the Bible said. Seven year rest. We we never do. God had a reason for that. The church don't want to listen. Mm. Pestilence all in our soil, all in that. Don't walk barefooted. Y'all stop doing that. Just told you the skin absorb everything. <sighs> okay. <laughs> all right. Glory to God. Our plants. Our plant life. Our plant life. They they creating them in in laboratories too. But they try to show you all the benefits of having it grown indoors, you know. Okay. You know, just like the tilapia fish and the tilapia fish, they in the fish farm don't eat that. I'm trying, I'm trying to help you. I love that. Put some hot sauce on after lunch. I stop. I stop. I stop. I stop, man. I stop, man. Mm -mm. And we won't do no research on anything. I'm going to show you all some stuff. We are in the age of deceit. That's the age that we live in. Everything looked like it's good, but it ain't good. Everything looked like it's healthy. It's not healthy. Oh, man. Mm. Mm. Oh, see how the Holy Spirit is just, he always bear witness this is what he wants. By the mouth of two, let everything be established. These are things that are relevant and should be relevant and current in your life. You should be aware. You should know the seasons that we are in. Prophetically, where are we on the timetable? Where are we? Church don't want to know. So all this is happening all around us. It affects you. Anything they can do to make you sterile, not produce. They're taking it out of your food. Now the food don't have seeds. The animals now not having seeds. See, anything. All this stuff is happening. He, he has a plan. He has a master plan to destroy the human image or the image of God, should we say. You help him, too, when you sin. Mm. When you sin, it affects the cosmos. That's why it's got to be a new heaven and a new earth. Okay. Because of sin. The sin, the earth is cursed. It, Adam has to till it now. He has to work it. Instead of speak to it. That's what he's supposed to do. Mm. Oh, okay. 
I'm not going to keep y'all long. Just go through a few little things here. He's changing our laws. They're changing the laws of the land now. First, there's no abortion. Then there is abortion. Then there's partial abortion. Then now you can be fully aborted when you come out. Y'all see this? <laughs> These are the perilous times that we're living in. Oh, man. Full term now. Full, it's legal in some place. I just need to be in one place. He says that he seeks the enemy in this time. He seeks to change the times and the laws. So I gave y'all the Noahide laws last week. The Noahide laws, they're changing the times. They're changing everything. Now, you know, it's, it's all this, uh, you know, they're changing the very image of God. Now you can be three years old, nine years old and say, I'm a girl, but you're a boy. And legally, no one can stop you. They're changing the times. They're changing the image of God right in front of us. And you got the church backing some of them. Okay. But when you marry two men and two women, you change the laws. You change the times. You're fulfilling prophecy. The church is. Mm. Oh, I got a scripture for that too. Oh, okay. Go oh, yeah. They're changing our government. <laughs> They're changing the government. How your land is governed. You don't think it affects you? It affects all of us. Okay. They're changing the family structure. Empower the woman. She don't have no need for her head now. It is. But that's what's happening. They're changing it. Isn't it? And they're changing, making you feel like you're wrong and what's right. They're changing it, and you're letting them do it. You won't pray. Oh, you won't pray. He didn't call you to join a group. He didn't call you to march. He called you to pray. He didn't call us to do nothing like that. Okay. Oh, man. They're changing our bodies. They're changing our bodies. With It's like they're terraforming the planet. Y'all know what terraforming is? That's where they take something that's not habitable. And make it habitable. This is why I don't want to go to Mars. This is why I don't want to go there. It's a scripture that says, even if you set your home in heaven, I'm coming. You can't escape what I'm coming for. You can't escape me. He said, even if you do that, even if you dig, listen, they're going underground now with cities. Even if you hide yourself in the rocks, he said, I'm coming. You can't escape the just. You can't escape my judgment. So why do you think all the elitists are building underground cities? Because they know something that you don't believe. It's like we don't believe prophecy, but they do. I'm telling y'all, this is some stuff that's real. 
that. They're changing our churches. Ooh, we are not a 501c3. Thank you. They control you. They tell you what you can do. They limit you. I told y'all, it's not entertainment. It's containment. Mm, that sounds good. It's not entertainment. It's containment. Keep you right where I want you. So you can do what David, what God told him to do. Don't you count the people. <laughs> but I can count you. That's why the mark of the beast. It's the beast system that's being enforced right now. The beast system. You're all part of You got a phone. You're part of the beast system right now in its infancy. <laughs> okay. Mm. Man. This is serious stuff right here. And the church has the remedy, has the answer. It has the remedy for this. And you don't want to do it. It's called prayer. <laughs> prayer, okay, y'all just go with the cliche. Prayer changes things. It does. Now that's the difference. It said it veileth much. It's tremendous in its power. It's working. Oh, man. Mm. They're changing our churches. I think I saw this thing in this church was allowing same-sex marriages. They had a program for eugenics. That's old. That's old. That's not even new. That's eugenics. That's where you get Planned Parenthood from. Eugenics. And the program that had, they were going to, yeah, they were going to give their proceeds to Planned Parenthood. How can the church do that? How can they create an organization and give their <clears throat> resources, the money that they make off of this program to Planned Parenthood? I thought we were pro-life. I thought we were for life. See, he's changing the times. And, our, and we're thinking it's okay. The church is thinking it's okay. Isn't that crazy? You got to be careful who you're attached to. What you hear. Where you go. Oh, man. You ain't got no time to waste. You don't have no time to waste. Which way you want to go, Lord? You don't have no time to waste. I mean, you know, it's like 70 years, three score and 10. And if you're over 40, you're more than half that already of your limit, your time. You still don't know your purpose. Mmm. You can't afford to make no mistakes. I don't think if you're 20, you can't afford to make no mistakes. If you're 30, you definitely shouldn't be making no more mistakes. If you're 40, absolutely no mistakes. Mm. Man. So if you're like 40, you almost 50% of that 70. You're over 50% of that 70 already. Oh, my. Goodness. So you better quickly know your purpose. Mm. Mm. Okay. 
Better know your purpose. You better know your purpose, and you better have vision. Mm-hmm. You have no time to have a, you know, experimentation. You ain't got no time to experiment. <laughs> you should be living intentionally. Uh oh, not 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 experimenting. You shouldn't be experimenting now with your life. Okay. You need to know where you're going. <laughs> I'm gonna need some of y'all stop taking all these detours. Man. <laughs> Because God, he is a good God. That's why. Yeah, he's a good God. He loves us. Oh, you know what? Let's bring it up one more time. Proverbs 12.1. Because I found out some stuff about my leaders. Don't put it out there. They said they already, they're done. <laughs> I'm going to put this up. This right here is going right there with love. You got it. Proverbs chapter 12 at verse 1. To learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. Mm. That sounds good every time you hear that. Y'all, elders, did you see that? Y'all see that, elders? I got two elders in here, man. That's all right, right there. Pillars. Of the kingdom. Read that one more time. To learn. Stop. Stop. It's a comma right there. Stop. To learn anything. To learn anything. If you want to learn the piano, you must be disciplined. To learn. If you want to be a math teacher, you have to be disciplined to learn. <coughs> Somebody got to teach you. Somebody got to tell you, that's wrong. That's the wrong derivative. That's wrong. And if you get mad at the teacher trying to teach you, guess what? You don't learn. It says, it finished the scripture. It's true right here. You, how many of y'all want to? Uh, you know, test God on this one. Okay. To learn. Come on, minister. You must love discipline. Okay. You must love it. Love. Y'all children, y'all listening. So your parents love you when they discipline you. The Bible says if they don't discipline you, they don't love you. If they don't correct you, they don't love you. That's right. All right. Okay. Let it be written. All right. <sighs> I'm just looking at all the kids. I mean, yeah. This is deep right here. You can, you can build, you, you can it grow immediately when you receive this. Okay. You must love. Love is not an emotion. Love is not a feeling. 
Love is trust. <laughs> okay. Read. It is stupid. What's that? Hold on. What's that punctuation right there after discipline? Come on. Come on. Minister. It's a semicolon. And what does that precipitate? What is that? You're about to introduce another idea. Another idea. Because you got another one in front of that. But now this is another one. He's about to tell you the conclusion of the whole matter. Read. It is stupid to hate correction. Mm. Okay. Can we move on now? So y'all should be in the y'all should be ready to learn now. I saw another nice scripture there too. Stay right there. Go down to four. Read for a verse four. I like this one too. Verse four. <laughs> a worthy wife is a crown for her husband. Ooh. But a disgraceful woman is like cancer in his bones. Ah! Ah! Oh, 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 she had to leave the room on that one. Oh, that's good right there, ain't it? I need the men to know. Read this again. A worthy wife is a crown for her husband. All right, okay. There's another, tell them what the comma means. It's a break. It's a break. Pause. It's a pause. So don't read yet. Don't go nowhere else yet. Stay right there. Read it again. This, see, this is how you got the, this how faith comes by hearing. See, and it's going to register. I'm hoping that it register in some of the men and they understand what they really have. I told you, you said yes. Now look at, this is what God is saying. He said, pause right now. Read it again, brother. A worthy wife. Worthy wife. Is a crown for her husband. Woo! A crown for her husband. I must be the king. I must be the king. I got a crown on. Diadems. I, I, I must be. Oh, man. That's right, Janae. You're going to be a crown one day. Woo! That's right. I said crown, not a clown crown come on now comma we took a break now we man we got it now we see that she's a crown right on his head right that's what you wear but go ahead but a disgraceful woman mm. is like cancer Ooh. in his bones oh that mouthy woman like cancer in my bones Ugh. decay I mean there's eat away Malignant. <laughs> God. Oh. Whoa, that's powerful, ain't it? Yeah. They say, leave from there, Pastor. Leave from there. <laughs> I, I like verse 8, too. Can we go down to verse 8? Just a little something. This just, I just see some things right here. Helping out, right? Goddamn. Right. Crown. Verse 8. Did y'all get that? Y'all a crown. Yeah. Upon your husband's head right. that he wears Proudfully. I mean, everywhere I go, there she go. She's my crown. I feel good. 
I ain't trying to put it in my briefcase and hide it and put my backpack. I'm wearing it upon my head. You're queen to be. All right, there she go. There she come down the hall right now. There she goes. My diadem. You dropped the diamond. Okay, let me stop. All right. Man. Let's read this one. Verse, this is the, what did I say, eight? I like this one. Mm -hmm. A sensible person Mm. wins admiration, Mm -hmm. but a warped mind is despised. Mm. Oh, oh my goodness. (sighs) I would suggest that all the men stay in Proverbs. You'll find your wife there. Okay. Woo. Y'all, you will find her because you got wisdom. All right. Uh, Somebody said what? (laughs) Let me see. Huh? Uh Uh-oh. I I haven't read to that yet, but I'm not sure. Let's try. Let's see what the Lord is saying. Maybe maybe he's saying something really good. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. They said, they said, they said uh, window number 12. Go ahead. Door number 12. Door number 12. Door number 12. What you got, minister? Let's see. Let's see what it says. Chapter 12 at verse Uh-oh. 12. Thieves are jealous of each other's loot, mm. but the godly are well-rooted and bear their own fruit. Oh, that's really good. Mm. Ooh, thieves are jealous of each other's loot. <laughs> But the godly are well-rooted and bear their own fruit. My God, you can produce your own. You don't need nobody else's. Yeah. All right. Praise the Lord. Where Proverbs is something else. Mm. Ooh, it so does. It's wisdom. Y'all remember where I left off at? I told you you should be living intentionally. Living. You should be living intentionally. Okay. Mm, amen. I love his trust. All right. Diadem. Crown to Tony. My God. I told him, you, you don't want to wear that crown. You, you don't want to put that crown in your backpack. You want to wear that thing around. Mm-hmm. That's right, Mary. Your crown. Tell him. That's right. And he wear. Matter of fact, they just had their 50th uh, anniversary, right? 50, y'all. That's Jubilee. Congratulations. Amen. My man, my man of God called me and encourages me like no other. I really feel, I really thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. He called me right on time too. Woo. Glory to God. Mm. I told you you're going to stop talking all these detours. Yeah. Stumbling and falling. Mm-mm. Stumbling and falling and detour, these are distractions. Okay? A lot of us, that's the main thing that the enemy likes to do with us. He likes to distract us. If I can get you distracted and focused on something other than God, see, I got you. Mm. Mm. I told you we got a lot of things that's supposed to sustain us, sustain us. Prayer is supposed to sustain us. When we come together, it's supposed to sustain us. When we speak good words, it's supposed to sustain us. Okay? Mm-mm. It's built in. I told you, you will see everything that you need is within you. 
Okay. All right. Or it's in somebody. What you need is in the mouth of somebody else. Your next promotion is in someone else. People see men for the life. What you need is in someone else. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. What you needed, your life changed. You needed it was in someone else. How you got here, it was in someone else. How you got here. Okay. Mm-mm. I told y'all, y'all miss a lot of opportunities when you don't smile. When you're not nice. When you're not kind. When you don't open the door for that stranger. You miss opportunities. The Bible says, you said that you entertain angels not knowing. I told y'all on Tuesday, angels have bodies. Demons don't. That's why they need to possess you or a thing. All right. Ooh, he said, men have entertained. Rolled their eyes at. Didn't speak. Mm. Okay, here we go. I said, you got to stop this stumbling. Right? You need to do this. You need to grab hold of someone who knows the way. That know the way to go so you won't stumble. I told you about the ox. They always yoke the powerful ox with an uh, immature or a young ox because it was strong. It showed them the way to go. This is how you do it. Okay? You need to grab a hold of somebody. Mm. I got to help you how to qualify, though, too. Someone who knows the way to go so you'll stop stumbling. That stumbling usually happens when you're immature. Mm-hmm. When you're immature. Oh, love matures you. Paul said, when I was a child, I thought like a child, but I'm full grown now. Love matures you. See, this is, that's, but we don't want to, we want to stay children. Give me the extra large pull up. They don't want to stay. No, I need the 38 waist ones. Love matures you. Because when you're operating in love, it takes no account of the wrong. And love always responds in the right way. Guess what? There's no law against love. Oh, man, I wish we would just get that. Life would be so easy. It usually happens. I said, you're immature. And, and immature in certain areas of your life. Sometimes you're not immature in everything, just certain areas, like correction. <laughs> like how to properly respond to love. Okay. Which is correction. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. <sighs> okay. So how many years is it just me? They see, man. We pay him, let it work. <laughs> I thought it was me. Whew. Okay, teachers, hi, this hot. Yes, put it on Antarctic. Okay. 
<laughs> she said, yeah, it's still a little bit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Listen. This is another thing. You got to stop wasting time. There's some people in our lives that just not necessarily need to be there. There's some people in our lives that waste a lot of time because you spend a lot of time with people that are just not really necessary. Okay? Mm. They eat up your time. They cloud your vision. Mm. They hinder your purpose. Y'all hear me? Uh, yeah, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. I got this right here. And the family, they can be the worst at times. The family can be the worst at times. <sighs> You're not going to grow. I'm talking about the family right now. Let me get behind the pulpit here. You're not going to grow, so they don't want you to grow. Mm -mm. Family members. They're not growing, so they don't want you to grow. So you can have a husband and wife together, too. They, I'm growing, but he don't want to grow, or she don't want to grow. Okay. Oh, y'all, Sunday going to be good. So y'all, yeah, we're going we gonna to talk about some things. We're going to help y'all some stuff. I uh, hope I'm helping you now. You got family members. They're not going anywhere, so they don't want you to go anywhere. Look at that. Witchcraft. Hmm. Some of us. Some of us have been buying books that are not necessary. I'm not talking about the job related. I ain't saying that. I'm not saying that. <laughs> so yeah, to that spirit, it ain't that. That's not that. That's not what I'm saying. Okay? But a lot of times, we got a lot of people just buy books. Mm-hmm. Some of these books are not necessary. You know why? Because they don't get you to your dream. Mm -mm. Self-help stuff is to get you to your dream. Mm-mm. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. So when you have vision, it simplifies your life. When you have vision, it simplifies your life. <laughs> so when you walk into that bookstore, you'll know which books not to buy. You'll go right to where you need to go. See, I didn't say you couldn't read. I said you're wasting time with things you don't need. To read. Yeah. Vision simplifies your life. Excellent. Oh my God. 
Vision dictates everything. Vision dictates everything that you need. Vision. Okay. Vision dictates who your friend should be. Vision dictates where you should go. Vision dictates who you, where you shouldn't go. Vision dictates everything. I just got some things I just want to cover with you right quick. Can I just cover a few little things before we get into the body? If we get to the body. If not, we'll get to the body later. You become a leader when you find the thing you're supposed to master. You become a real leader when you find the thing that you want or you're supposed to master. You don't know who you are. I'm trying to tell you who you are, what image you are created in. Everybody in here has a purpose. Everybody has a purpose, not just a purpose, but a divine purpose. And you have to have vision for that purpose. Everyone in here who are called have a purpose. See, everybody think you're supposed to leave a mark in this earth when you leave. See, you think it got to be something great. You think it got to be something so great in mass. How about this? How about the lady? You don't even really know her name. You can say, but it's not really inferred. The lady that put the oil on his feet. You ain't see her no more. But she's recorded in history. Something as minute as that. You ain't see nothing else he did. But she went down in his story. So you think you ain't got to be this big monumental thing? She was just doing the will of God. Now you can read it in the word of God. Oh my God. That is something awesome right there. Vision dictates everything that you see. Everything that you do should be motivated by your vision. (laughs) Everything you do. Everything you do, every place I go, every, all my intentions should be, listen, motivated by my vision. That's how powerful my vision is. Good gracious. Vision is supposed to be the source of the human motivation. Write it down. Make it plain. The vision. Oh, what is your vision? Okay. Woo. It's supposed to be the source of every human's motivation. My thing is, are you motivated? Well, you would have to have vision. Mm, <clears throat> vision simplifies your life. You don't waste no time. You know exactly where to go, where to, who to talk to, who not. Vision. <laughs> who to connect with, who don't to connect with. <laughs> a 
Where to go travel to? Don't go? Okay. Man. Mm -mm. What was that? See, why our lives are so hard and frustrating at times is because there's no vision. Why it just seems mundane, I'm just living, existing, because there's no vision. And there's no motivation. I just go to work. And all right. Find your vision. It will simplify your life. Andrea, find your vision. It will simplify your life. Do you see what I'm saying? Listen to this. Okay. That's why it's so frustrating and hard because there's no vision. There's no vision for it. Most people are poor in spirit and in the natural, natural because they don't have, they don't know, first of all, who they are. I'm going to say that again. Most people are poor in spirit and poor naturally because they don't know who they are. Vision IDs you. Your vision identifies you. You don't know that you are men for thee and people for my life because you don't know your call. You are supposed to be a men for thee and a person for life, but you don't know who you are. So you can't get to where you need to go because you have no vision. <laughs> you can't do and you can't be fulfilled because you have no vision. Vision identifies you. <laughs> it identifies yourself. Woo! Because you don't know who you are. People cannot come to you and get what they need from you. Because you don't know who you are. So they show up. You don't know why they're in your life. I'm here to get something from you. But you don't know who you are. I know who I am. I know I'm supposed to be here. But you don't know who you are. Oh, man. You hear that back there in the back? Mm. I told you, we're all connected. The next thing that you need, yeah, it, it's going to come from God, but it's going to go through a person. I want to pay off my student loan. Well, he's going to put you in the front of the right person at the gym. But you didn't smile at them, so there you go. You missed your opportunity because you don't know who you are. Okay. I'm going to let y'all out early tonight. Yes, ma'am. Gotcha. <laughs> I want to know are you getting anything right now? Okay. They don't teach you like this. Okay. I'm going to say that because you don't know who you are, people can't come to you to get what they need. Oh, this is a good place for husband and wives. 
Oh, this is good for husband and wives right now. You don't know who you are. I'm trying to get from you what I need. You don't know who you are. And you get mad. Okay. All right. Okay. Y'all don't see how this thing works. She's just trying to get what she needs from you. She's just trying to get what she needs from you. <laughs> I'm just saying, y'all. Man. Oh, man. I told you most times that's why a man is abusive because you're demanding from him something that he can't give you. That's why he's mad and angry. That's an abusive man. That's an abusive man. He's mad because you asked him to give you something and he can't give you. He should be willing to give what you you ask. All right. All right. We're doing a marriage conference right now. Love God. I love God. And I love you. So when you don't distract me, I can spend more time before God. That's Acts 6. I can spend more time before him. That's what I need to be for you. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. If you want to be successful at life, mm-hmm. your job, your business, your relationships, you should want to, right? You should want to be successful in all those things. Correct? Mm. Then become a person of great value. Y'all going to miss this part right here. Become a person. I'm going to say it again. You all want to be. You don't want to be a failure, right? So you want to be a success, right? You want to be a, a failure in your marriage, right? You want to be a success in your marriage, right? You don't want to be a failure at your job. You want to be successful at your job, right? You want to be successful in your friendships, right? You don't want to be a failure in that, right? Okay. So I said become a value. Become valuable. But check this out. Become valuable or become value to another person that they need you. Become so valuable to them that they need you. You want to be valuable because you want people to need you. You want to be to another person. I want to be valued to my wife, to another person, not to me. I want to become valuable for her. Okay. Okay. All right. I thought I would got like, yay, pastor. I got Tiffany's team. That was it. Are y'all holding it together? Okay. <laughs> So stop seeking success. Stop, being, stop trying to be success. successful in, in, in your relationships. Become valuable to them. Become valuable to that person. Okay? I got a question. I got a question. Think about for your heads. Y'all know fast. I'm going to get you the trick. But no, it's not a trick. <laughs> got skill in this area right here. I got a question for you. If somebody had to think about something that reminded them of you, what would it be? 
I said, if some, I said, if someone had to think about something that reminded them of you, what would it be? <laughs> if someone had to think about something that reminded them of you, what would it be? Oh, yeah, that's going to be good. I'm not talking about after you dead. Because we can always find something good to say about Fernando Day after they did. You know. I'm talking about right now, right at this moment. Hmm? I turn to Shav and say, what would, Neka, ask you the question. What, what would it be? <laughs> He's an asker. <laughs> Woo, he is confident. I like that. That's in my notes, too. Sure is. Then you know I'm in the word then. It should be following you, right? All right. Elder Ed was back there. If somebody would, what would they think about if they thought about you? What would they thought? What would remind them of you? See? I'm not going to ask. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out there. What would that thought be, Andrea? Yolanda, hmm? what would that thought be? Hmm. Listen to this. So if they never think about you, you haven't made yourself valuable to them. Mm -mm. Which is going to tie in to what you got. See how Holy Spirit wrote? You girl. So it's going to tie into what you have. See that? See? See how, see how Holy Spirit just... We was in, we was in uh, Let's Live the Gym working out yesterday. Yeah, we were. And uh, <laughs> it, it's so good because we, we were working and I was, on the, I was on the treadmill and she was on the elliptical. And we were watching something on the TV there. It was really good, really good. I'm going to share it with y'all too. And um, she said, she was thinking something. So I'm just going to Mandarin. I just pick up the thing. I pick up the remote, and she said, that's exactly what I was going to ask you to do. You could hear it, but it, won't, it, was, it was just a thought. I could hear it, turn it up, turn it up. Well, we've been riding on for about 20 minutes. It, it could have stayed right where it was, but it was getting good. Let me turn it up. But we're one. I'm trying to show you. you yeah. I'm trying to show you. We want, I could hear it, turn it up. And. She was like, it's just like that. As soon as you reach and put it up, it was just like that. It ain't no coincidence. It happens all the time with us. Okay. I'm trying to let y'all know. Think about it. It was the timing. Mm-hmm. So it was. It was the timing that when I had this thought, I looked over to begin to ask him. And I'm steady going. And he's already hands on it and reaching. So he received, he integrated. So if you'll go back to the teaching, he integrated my thoughts to his thoughts, and it became one. That's right. So. Oh, y'all, oh, my God, y'all missing out on some stuff. Y'all missing, Mary Couples missing out. It's real, man, it's real. Woo! My goodness. You know, they say if you live together so long, you begin to look like each other. There is hope. 
There's hope for me, man. I can't wait for that one to come. Woo! There's hope. All right. Glory to God. Okay, here we go. Okay. So, as I said, <laughs> I, as I said, I said, I said, I said, well, here we go right here. Okay. All right. Here we go. So, if they never think about you, you haven't made yourself valuable to them. You're just a jack of all trades and have mastered nothing. There should be somebody. Okay. Barbara Streisand. What comes to mind when you hear her name? What? Singing and acting. That's my point. You see, value. Okay. I'm not going to say R. Kelly. I'm just saying. But it works. It works with him, too. It works with him, too. Michael Jackson. It works with him, too. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I mean, I could call some of you out. Well, okay. I'm just saying. What? Okay. What reminds you? If you Pastor, what, what comes to mind? Mm-mm. I know I'm just saying. This is what, this is how we are. Okay. Well, it should be like that when I think of you. There should be something that comes to mind. There's something powerful. Not nothing negative. Yeah? Okay, okay. Pray the game, pray the game, pray the game. People remember your gift. People remember your gift. So you need to maybe develop your gift. We don't know what our gift is. We, a lot of, we got people that don't know what their gifting is. Okay, you need to know your gifting. Okay, we're going to help you with that too. Okay. Let me see. Minister Brian. <laughs> Minister Brian. You have a gift, right? Okay. You need to become so good in an area that you can't be ignored in. So you you gonna have a you got a new business coming. You need to be gifted in an area so anointed in that area that people can't ignore you. You just gotta find your niche. You gotta find what distincts makes you different. Okay. Ooh, that, anybody can take that one. Anybody can take that one right there. All right, there you go. That's how you do it. Become so good that people can't ignore you. Become so good. Listen, become proficient in your love. Oh, oh, see, that's okay. That's the one. That's the one that you want. Mm-mm. Be so much they never forget your fruit. I told y'all, when people come in here, it should be, they should never have an experience. Everybody should be crowding around them. How you doing? Make them feel welcome. So they're welcome so they never forget their experience when they came to walk in ministry. Okay. All right. Mm -mm. No, see, I got like half. Anybody, that's what you want them to feel, love. Okay. You want to leave an impact on them. Okay. Mm -mm. See, so as believers, Brandy, check this out. We're supposed to know. 
We're supposed to be known for our love. As believers, all the other gifts, you're supposed to be known for your love. That's the fruit. Right? They're supposed to run to you. Our love is supposed to be so genuine, so contagious. The world is supposed to run to us. True love. Do y'all hear? Our marriages are supposed to be so dynamic. There are other couples who are not where we are supposed to run to us. How do y'all do that? I don't know what it is, but I feel drawn. I feel drawn to you. What's going on with Mario and his marriage? I feel drawn to them. See, this is what love. See, this is what this is why the world they ain't they ain't coming. They can't tell they can't tell where the light is. Our relationships will be so dynamic that it's supposed to draw people to us. How we treat each other, they'd be like, man, did you see how they forgave? Did you see how they forgave? Look, you know what they did to them. And look at how they responded. Oh, I want that. That's what that's what love is designed to do. But we don't do that. We don't do that. We arguing and fighting and bitter. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. No, no. Jesus was so valuable. <laughs> and confident. I told you I had confidence in there. He was so valuable and confident. This is what he said. I'm the bread of life. <laughs> I, so when you think of bread, if we save, you're supposed to think of him. That's the image. Bread of life. Oh, that's Jesus. Oh, my God. I'm the water of life. Oh. I was at the well with the... Okay, you drink of this water, you'll never thirst again. Oh, man. See, when we think as believers, as believers, when we hear water, we think of Jesus. Somewhere in your thoughts, you'll be like, man, Jesus said that. I think of my water, never thirst again. Ooh, man. That's the greatest value of all is Jesus. Mm. My God, it's the greatest value of all. And you possess them. Okay, uh-uh. Mm -mm. You're sad and depressed. Ain't nobody come and talk to you. Sight is the ability to see things that are. Y'all hear that? Sight is the ability to see things that are. Vision is the capacity to see things as they should be. Boom. Y'all want to hear it said again? Vision is the capacity to see things as they could be. Sight, see things as they are. Yes, I can. Sight is the ability to see things as they are. Vision is the capacity to see things as they could be. 
This is another thing you need to know. All true vision, all true vision will be tested for authenticity. True vision will be tested. It would test, it would test the authenticity of that vision. If your vision is truly from God, uh-oh. If your vision is truly from God, life will test it to prove it. To make sure that it is authentic. Okay? So get used to challenges. If the vision is real. Y'all won't contend. Y'all won't fight. Y'all won't come to prayer. (laughs) Can y'all hear that? Listen to that. Listen to that. So get used to the challenges. If the vision is real, if it's real, that challenge is not there to stop your vision. Just to test it. Just to prove. Okay? That is true. If the vision was terminated, that's going to help some of y'all out, by trials, uh uh-oh, it was probably not authentic. Oh, we could go to marriages on this one. Okay. Teacher, I'm going to get to you. I'm going to get to you. I'm almost finished. Yes, I can. All right. If the vision was terminated by trials, testing, then it probably was not authentic. And I said, oh, marriages, husband and wife. Oops, I'm sorry, I just kind of slid that one there. Is your love authentic? <laughs> That's why I came. Okay. Because mm. that's going to be tested. And it's going to, we're going to find out, is this thing authentic? Did God put this together? Because can't no one put that asunder? Can't no one separate us? No thing. Mm. So what happens is you're in the testing and trial area and you give up. <laughs> and you give up. You can't give up, but now you know. Is it worth? See, I told you you don't know who you vowed to. Oh, know who you vowed to. See, it can never be separate. That's what we say, put asunder. That means separate. Okay. Woo, you know, you can just settle. Don't keep working with it. All right. But see, then... That all is going to vision. Okay. Sometimes your vision will take you places you don't want to go or the people you don't want to see. I'm sure Nelson Mandela's vision didn't want to take him to prison, but it did. But because his vision was so strong, guess what? It only set, it only, it didn't set just him free, but it set a whole nation free because of his vision. What was involved? He, there's a sacrifice. Oh, that's another missing element when we come to Christ that we never, there's no, you don't understand that there's a sacrifice somewhere in your walk you're going to have to make. 
<sighs> I didn't get to the body, but we'll do that later. Amy, okay, teacher. All right. I'm just saying. Let me ask you a question before we leave. Teacher's going to get up here and I'm going to sit down. True vision is when you discover something to die for. That's true vision. Have you discovered something that's worth dying for? I thought you did with Jesus because you ought to die daily. You ought to be crucified. You ought to. This is a daily thing. I found a purpose worth dying for every day. Salvation. See, some of us ain't found that yet. You haven't died. You have not died to self. That's what's wrong with a lot of our relationships. We haven't died to self. We'll pick that up on Sunday. Hey, teacher. He's oh. imparting more stuff. Oh, that vision. The vision is so deep, Pastor. I'm done. Wow. If you guys could just give me a few minutes. Because the vision. Wow. I truly believe when it comes, when a vision is from God. Thank you. You have, you are privy to a wisdom There is an insight into what you can't see and you're not even aware and didn't know about. When God gives you a vision, he imparts in you his wisdom, which gives you insight to know that it is from God. See, the challenge is not the testing. The challenge is the lack of your wisdom to know that this is a vision from God. You're going to be tested. There will be a test. But on the onset of the vision from God, he gives you wisdom. He places inside of you insight. It's an insight that's, it fills you with total confidence that this is God. It doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right. And normally, what is, when God gives you something, you don't want to do it. You don't go running to what God has given you. It's a knowing. It's an absolute. I can just briefly speak on Pastor and I with, with our marriage. It, it was an insight. It was wisdom. And it 
scared me. Because there was going to have to be a lot of changes, and I couldn't see what could be. I saw what was. I saw things the way that it was. I couldn't see what it could be. That's how you know it's God, because you can see what it could be. But there's a lot of things that you know will have to get out the way. A lot of things about the person. He gives you an insight behind the person. But the surface is the natural qualities already and characteristics of the person. I saw discipline, and I saw someone who loved discipline, which means he could learn, and he could grow, and not only grow, but grow fast. There's natural things about you in or the one that you love. But what is it? Because God works with that. He worked with passive discipline. He worked with the natural part of him that generally just cares about people. He worked with him being a good steward over his finances. He would be perfect for a shepherd. But one, you wouldn't be greedy. One, you would know how to manage the house of God because you've shown you can manage your own house well. Oh, I'm going to stop from there because I, I just want to talk a little bit about that vision. So Proverbs 12.1 speaks about to learn. Pastor talking about impact. People have been known when my name come up, Melvin, Teacher Mel, Auntie Mel, whatever, is that she's she's real direct. She's harsh. She's um. Uh, see, but one thing I've never heard. She's honest. She loves truth. See, they take the correction because people hate correction. She's mean. <laughs> and I said, Lord God, and then seeing me as not having patience. And this just remind me, I'm glad I have never weighed myself based on what people have said about me. 
I'm confident in who I am. <laughs> Always have been. Uh, so anyway. Uh, I had this young lady. I've been at ODU for almost 30 years, 29 years and a half. And um, when I started out in the area of marketing, it was mainly me. I was everything. And so I hired this young lady who is or descended of, she's Indian. She's Indian. And her accent was so thick, you could barely understand her English. And for me to even hire her in marketing communication was a stretch. Found out that she really could not design anything. And I'm like, no, I'm known to let people go. I had to let you go. My office is not the type of office where you can take time to grow like that. It's exactly all fast pace. But as I began to sit with her and talk with her, and I began to give her a chance to grow because she wanted to learn. Didn't have the skill set, but she was willing to learn. So I kept her on. I did the graphics, most of the graphics myself with the help of my husband. So I was paying her and I was doing the work. So I received on Thursday, yesterday, a Facebook message from her. It's been seven years. She was attending ODU as a student in her master's degree. She says here, hi, Melvin. I'm not sure if you remember me. I worked for you for a while while I was taking my master's at ODU. I wanted to take this opportunity to say how thankful I am for the opportunity you gave me to work for you. Your leadership helped me to learn so many skills and made me a very organized team member later in my life, which helped me immensely through my career. Thank you. I'm indebted for all your teachings, which prepared me for my career. I learned so much just by associating with you. Seven years. I said, of course I remember you. I remember your kind personality and your willingness to learn and grow. I said, I'm truly excited to hear how my leadership skill impacted your career growth. I said, you made my day. One of my greatest satisfaction in life is helping others develop. Not only develop, but to become, be. I said, let me update you. I'm now director of marketing, and I have a full marketing support and staff, and I begin to explain all my staffing members. Then she says, wow, I'm so happy to hear that. I'm doing great. I wasn't on Facebook for a long time, and this had been in my head for so long. I'm happy I got to express my gratitude towards you. I'm living in South Dakota now, working for Wells Fargo. 
as a database administrator in their IT department. My parents till today ask about you as they all know how much you helped me through my masters. Her parents never met me, but they met me through her. I said, I'm so happy to hear of your career. Almost forgot I have a business, AIM2, Attitude Impacts Mental Mindset. And I told her my business actually was birthed out of my pursuit of me trying to identify who I really am. And so I began to tell her that, and I asked her, can I use your testimony in a picture on my website? And she says, of course, please do. And so I want you, the reason I'm sharing this is because we all have some type of challenge or barrier when it comes to learning, but no one had a greater barrier than this young lady. She could barely speak English. She, could, she did not have the skill as a graphic designer. But it was her willingness. And I'm always, see, wh who you are is who you are always. So seven years ago, I was teaching. Seven years ago, I was mentoring. Seven years ago, I was imparting. I was making an imprint. But I can only make an imprint on those who are willing to learn and love correction. Master's degree. We're talking about administrator, but a database in IT. That's not an easy job. You have to be somewhat intelligent to do that. I'm, and I'm just saying that lightly. I, I do know this. So the question is, and, and I have this question here. You should be leaving an impact and legacy now. Now. My vision is to help people to identify themselves to be. That's my vision. You should be or need to be motivated to desire to want. A lot of us don't have the desire to want. You don't have the desire to want. We've been doing things for so long we don't have a desire. We're not motivated to want. And you can't say you do it because if you do, you wouldn't be where you're still at. We need to see the importance for to become, to be better. And we have to pursue ourselves to become who you really are, not who you were born to be naturally, but who you are eternally. Your true identity void of your natural birth. This should be your pursuit, that you pursue your eternal identity. 
This is why we are arguing. This is why you can't get along because you are still you. You are still the natural person that was birthed from your mom instead of being birthed from above, from heaven. It's a struggle. Light and darkness is hostile to each other. It's enmity, intimate. It's, it's an enemy of each other. Light and darkness. Light and darkness is never going to get along. Amen? Glory to God. I pray that all what Pastor has taught you tonight, along with what my little tidbits at the end, that you see the great need to become. It's of great urgency that you grow. It's, it's immediately, it is a very impending thing that has to happen now. And we never get too mature, I'm still saying old or age, to grow, to gain more knowledge. What future are you really presenting to your children? When are we going to, and I say this, you all can stand, when are we going to stop the charades? I'm a person, I just, I love truth. I've been like that as a child. Ask me that I take some still survivor. I'm gonna let you know if somebody I didn't, but they all did. <laughs> My sister used to be trying to jump me. It was jumping me. <laughs> I tell it, I'm gonna tell it. <laughs> I take it. I mean, you're in college, uh, middle school, people looking like, no, you can I had studied for this. You can't have my answers. I'm for truth. And until you really stand for truth. You'll be at the hands of the enemy serving him on a daily basis. Hear me? Praise God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word of God that has come forth, Lord God. We thank you for the power that's in the word. We thank you, Lord God, that we don't take for granted the coming together and the gathering. We don't take for granted that your word, it brings correction. It, it's meant to lead and guide into all truth. So that we're led back to you, Father. We, we thank you that you are the way. We thank you that tonight that the word has taken a place in our life that has never taken before. We thank you, Lord God, that there is a uprooting of any darkness, Father. Anything that's not of you in our lives. We glorify you, Father, just for your word alone. Because it is your word that saves and sets free. Your word is peace. It is shalom. It is what breaks everything off in our life, Father, that is not righteous. And we desire, Father, to walk upright so that we know our communion with you, Father, is a true connection. Us and the Father and the Holy Spirit. So we thank you. We thank you for the people who have come here together. We think that the word will continue to find a, a deep place rooted in their hearts and their minds. And they become their thoughts. And they are able to obtain and allow the mind of Christ to rule and abide within them. We glorify you, Father. We lift up everyone tonight. We pray that every cold and every dis-ease in the body, Father, is uplifted in the name of Jesus. We, we thank you that our homes, Father, is at peace. We thank you that we dispel all darkness, Father. We dispel every assignment that the enemy has 
even tried to place on our home, on our minds, on the people that we love, Father, even on our assignment. So we thank you, Lord God, even for the correction, for it is those who love their children that they will chasten them. And so truly we love the people that you've given us to be stewards over, Father. So we pray that everyone have heard the word of God, known and know that it's in love, not only in love, Father, but know that it is a word to change their life and put them and keep them on the right path. We thank you, Father. We just thank you tonight. I have a, have a spirit of just uh, gratitude of just being thankful, just being thankful. We just thank you tonight. Thank you. Thank you for the talents in this house, Father. We, we, we don't come and just say what is not right, but we say what is right. Thank you for all the talents in this house, Father. Thank you for all the gifting. Thank you for their servitude, Father. Thank you for their tithing, their giving of their time. Thank you, Lord God, for their love. Thank you for their receiving the correction, Father, and just changing their way of thinking. Thank you, Lord God, that they are remaining, Father, to see the change that is to be revealed in their lives. And we give you glory for a changed man, a changed woman, and a changed child, Father, because the word itself will bring change, Father, for those who want change. So we glorify you, we praise you. It's in Jesus' name alone, which is able to save, keep our minds and our hearts. And we say amen and amen. Oh, 